2: I believe that President Putin really feels, and he feels strongly, that he did not meddle in our election. What he believes is what he believes. He doesn't believe that? What is Trump trying
1: to do? What's his angle? He said he didn't meddle. I asked him again, Mr. Trump told reporters traveling um, with him aboard Air Force One.
3: He's a dictator and a KGB guy. He might lie.
1: You can only ask so many times. I just ask him again. He said he absolutely did not meddle in our election. He did not do what they are saying he did. Every time he sees me, he says, I didn't do that. And I really believe that when he tells me that. I really believe that when he tells me that. I think he is very insulted by it, which is not a good thing for our country. All right. That was was the thing that was too much for me. I think he's very insulted by it, which is not a good thing for our country.
3: As I said before, he's either being sincere, which makes him a naive idiot, or he thinks he can play Trump, which, I'm sorry, or Trump thinks he can play Putin, which makes him a naive idiot. Or he's got some angle I can't figure out. He just, maybe, you know, I hear you talking. He just wants to calm everything down. Could be. He just wants to lower the heat. Wants to raise it on old fathead. He wants to lower it with the Fox, Putin. Could be.
1: I do have one example of Trump playing three-dimensional chess came across over the weekend that I thought it was kind of interesting.
3: All chess is three-dimensional, Jack.
1: You know, with the three boards where you're playing... Oh, i the, the sorry. Roof ...can go from the top to the bottom or fact, something. That, I don't know. That would blow my mind. I've, I've never actually played three-dimensional yeah, chess. The, the
3: regular role, kind of kills me. Yeah, rules were never really explained in that Star Trek played episode. Played a
1: big family game of Uno last night. Mm. Big family game. Everybody involved. Enda. Still
3: playing face-up? Yeah,
1: that's mm. an interesting strategy. Mm. There's some interesting strategy that goes on in that because you look at everybody's cards when you get to choose the wild. You get the wild
3: card. Yeah. To me, it'd be uh two uh There's temptation to choose favorites. If you can see a wild card like call six would help out one son would hurt the other. What do mm. you do?
1: I do it to get. I do whatever's going to get the game over the fastest. Ah. <laughs> My wife, though... That's the most dad move ever. <laughs> my wife plays brutal. Like, I, I regularly do that, especially the five-year-old. Uh, uh, throw him something that's going to help him win. All the time. My wife, no way. She's just playing to win. She's not going to... Mm. <laughs> well, in her defense, he kicked her insides for months.
3: <laughs> Maybe that's so it. he has it coming.
1: Push on my liver for nine months while I'm trying to sleep? How <laughs> Take about this? this?
3: Here's the four carb! Yeah!
1: The other day, I hit Henry with a draw for and He said... Your own son.
3: <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful.
1: Anywho, so uh, the three-dimensional chess. Trump is rapidly reshaping the, nas- the nation's judiciary. Here's how from the New York Times.
3: Oh, uh, yes, I saw this.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Near, ba uh, ba 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 what he's been doing for a year. Now that plan is coming to fruition, Mr. Trump has already appointed eight appellate judges uh, as Republicans, the most this early in a presidency since Nixon. And on Thursday, the Senate committee voted along party lines to send a ninth um, to the floor. So really stacking the justice system with people that think like him or Republicans or whatever, I'm not exactly sure. Um, and this is the sort of thing that has ramifications for many years to come, past election cycles, is judges across the country. That's a, that's a big deal. It's
3: now, an part of it, branch of government that's appointed in many cases by uh, the other branch of government, which is interesting, and
1: you get to keep that job for a dang long time. Right. So, you know, if you get the chance to appoint a bunch of these people, you can really affect law or the way law is interpreted in this country Man, for many years to come.
3: I really want to be a judge. Can I? Be, I'm very judgmental. I think I'd be good at it. Can my county appointment? Do I have to run? Anybody can be a judge, right? Yeah, you A Supreme run... Court justice,
1: I don't know about these appellate justices, but Supreme Court yeah. justice, they can pick a poet if they want.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can. It's a—it's an elected position. I don't think you need any degree in particular or anything. I had to run for judge. There you go. Do I get a clerk? Hey, what's the, the one lawyer claim that that's like totally illegal? Is it? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, your honor. Yes. In, in all 50 states. Okay. I walk back in a courtroom. back that's clearly illegal <laughs> don't you be trying that in my courtroom son hmm now
1: if you're wondering how is trump doing something that hasn't been done in going on 50 years
3: yeah get in to the three-dimensional terms of affecting
1: the judiciary part. well part of this is or isn't um,
3: that weird game with the holograms and star wars with the monsters jumping around before that trump, looked fun before
1: trump came along uh republicans weren't voting on obama's nominations so these Positions were held open, then Trump comes along, and now they're now they're filling them. Mm,
3: But The old switcheroo.
1: But you'd think, how do we not have a system where that can be stopped? Well, the Democrats, in 2013, they did away with the ability of the minority to stop these sorts of things. Ah, right. By blowing up that whole nuclear rule thing. That's right. The
3: 51 S- votes now for judicial nominees.
1: Because they didn't think they were going to quickly then lose control of the Senate, but they had. <laughs> so they have very little power to stop them. So No, I just wondered if the three-dimensional chess is some of the... Uh, um, you know, he's not filling the, a lot of State Department positions and that sort of stuff, what's going on. Meanwhile, they're working like crazy behind the scenes filling these judgeships. So I don't
3: know. I don't know if it's intentional. I, I thought, don't know either. I thought you were going to go with, you know, all these distractions he's creating, all these controversies. There's no time for any ink or any coverage of the judicial nominations. Nobody's noticing. Well, they're
1: not bragging about this, so they're keeping it. They're hoping it happens in the, the dark of night, I guess.
3: That's right. If anybody brings up a judge, it's Gorsuch. Uh-huh. Yeah, how interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Anywho. Yeah, I don't know. Good luck being a judge, though.
3: Where are all the sands? I have no idea. Nope. I do nobody, not have nobody a knows. clue. Nobody knows. Sometimes you tear something down to build it up again, and, what, uh, and the new one sucks. <laughs> it's worse. I don't like that our
1: presidents have to go to foreign countries and they make our presidents wear wacky clothes. I've never liked that. We don't make people from other countries come here and wear wacky clothes, do we?
3: No, if you dress up in a sheet and a wacky uh, checkerboard tablecloth over there in Saudi Arabia, you can wear your sheet and tablecloth here, too. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, come as you are. Right? Well, did uh, did the president uh, don something wacky over the weekend?
1: Oh, yeah. He had those those Asian one-piece things on a whole bunch of
3: different oh, places. Oh, no. Oh, no. It they didn't ridiculous. make him wear the
1: slippers, did they? I don't know if he was wearing slippers. Oh, man.
3: It's an entire country where they make you take off your shoes when you go inside. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Boy, last blanking country on earth I'm living. No, I'm not taking off my shoes. Number one, I, I grunt when I bend over. It's gonna take me a while. It's gonna take me a while to unlace them. Number two, my socks aren't so good. I'll keep my shoes on. They're clean. Look at the bottoms. Look at the bottoms. They're clean. You know, back when I used to go
1: anywhere, and I don't anymore. But I, there, there are homes that I would plan ahead. The kind of shoes I was gonna wear wear all my slip-on boots for their house because i have to take my shoes off when i get there i can't have the bend over unlace my shoes (laughs) grunt and groan trying to get them off and
3: then the five minutes to put them back on you know some of you do that i know i would never do that to an adult in my home (laughs) (laughs) yeah i find the idea abhorrent (laughs) it's a i mean i'm as likely to do that as to say hey Welcome. So good to see you. Oh, you brought a bottle of wine? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's delicious. Great. Now go clean my toilets, please. <laughs> go scrub them. <laughs> scrub my toilets. I'm as likely to do that as to, uh, to can you take off your shoes, please? No freaking way.
0: <laughs> and I know a lot of you do that, but
3: no way. And people who do that usually have very clean carpets. God dang it good super you humiliate your friends and and trouble them for your benefit great i can't wait to come over again hey you know what my couch is really nice leather so we have people take off their pants so please take off your pants i notice you have rivets on your jeans no seriously take off your pants now i sound like you louis ck how about i take off my pants and pleasure myself
1: oh jeez oh jeez uh,
3: and we we ran into another story about oh what's his name Ratner, Brent Ratner. Yeah, I could tell you that story but, if you but want. But it's more pervs in the news. Yeah. I mean it's more just abhorrent pervo behavior, like super pervo.
1: Well there are a lot more public masturbators than you would have thought. The true The sexual harassment, the classic ser- sexual harassment of I want to have sex with you and I'm going to, you know, use your job as a leverage to do that completely aware that that exists and I get it and everything like that. I would never do it. I think you're a scumbag, but I understand the math. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were so many
3: public masturbators. Public masturbators. Right. Yeah. What? Exhibitionists. Oh, I
1: want to get to masturbate with somebody watching. What? Cool. Clearly a thing. Louis CK wasn't trying to convince them to sleep with him. He's just masturbating
3: in front of them. Right. What? Yeah. Wild. God, you're like a monkey in a cage. You're I weird. Mean, at some point, if your kink is making you behave like an animal and not a human being, get hold of that that sucker. Although, I I don't know. I've never had a kink like that, so I don't know what it's like. I mean, my compulsions are kind of mundane, and I managed to manage them.
1: But And he would I, say to them, okay, if I take off my pants and masturbate in front of you, and they would think he was joking. Right. And he, for years convinced himself and it was okay i asked him if it was all right yeah but
3: when they screamed what? oh my god stop that i didn't think you were serious you'd think that would be a clue that for instance they didn't think he was serious
1: he's the only person that's come out so far though and said the, all the stories you've heard are true mm-hmm. huh?
3: it's funny i heard somebody dismissing his apology as just too too snide not sincere, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was good.
1: I, I thought it was as good as you can do in the circumstance.
3: Right. He said, all those stories are true. You know, I always asked. I thought I was giving them a choice. Now I understand that I was giving them, what was his word? A predicament. A predicament. Uh, the power I, I was wielding is they looked up to me. Right. I think he could have gone in a little more detail on that how how bizarre and shocking it would be to a young woman in particular to he might give not, them that predicament he might not be aware of that cuz he's still kinked well
1: cuz he's been doing that i'm guessing for quite a while that that is really weird he might not realize how he might think that like one out of five guys does that as opposed no. to one out of a million or whatever it would be wow no. oh. don't most people with an aberration think it's more common than
3: Yes, or they get together with uh, like-minded folk on the Internet and form an organization. So it's not one in five. If it was one in a million, then there'd be roughly 350 million, uh, or I'm sorry, 350 guys in the United States who wanted to do that. There's probably more than that. Probably more than that. So if we were to say right now... I've never met anybody
1: who told me that they did that. No. They must... If we were to say, well, all right, listen. Private
3: with those sort of things. <laughs> if you're listening right now, and you really like to pleasure yourself in front of women, w- w- this is not in the it's this is not people getting their freak on. I mean, because what if you are with somebody consenting, and and y'all are doing whatever you think is sexy or crazy or or whatever? I don't care what you do. I mean, g- get nuts, as long as it's a hundred percent consensual. I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm talking about, you know, you're in a hotel room with a coworker or a friend of a friend or whatever, and you say, would you mind if I, and then you do it in front of them, and that's it. If we put that word out, how many listeners would say yes? Is it, if everybody was being honest, would it be two or 30? What would you guess? I don't know. I can't the believe. The number eight has popped into my head. We have eight listeners who have done that. Or spend all their time thinking about doing Well,
1: what's eight? the math on if one in 10,000 men were into that? How many men would you have across the country? In America? Yeah.
3: Don't, you're the math guy.
1: I don't know how many men we got. I'm guessing like 160 million men. Of course, some of those are children. Some of them are elderly. Would they still do it? I don't know. It gets complicated.
3: All right. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> God, if you're 80, still doing that. But well, it's, it's... number one, stop. <laughs> number two, Wow. But I, I didn't know... that Still was, haven't tamed that beast.
1: I didn't know it was that common a thing.
3: God dang it. Yeah, that Brett Ratner would do it in a limo. You'd look over there and he'd be working it. Yeah. And he'd finish. Boy. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. And then you feel
1: Hope like... that wasn't a rented limo. And then you Grr. think you're going to get away with it. You think, oh, they won't say anything because I'm a big deal. Wow. All right.
3: Wow, that's a perv. Yeah. So we have another bear in the news. Yeah. Do we have a new entry in our Yelling at Bears
1: Hall of Fame? Awesome. That's coming up next. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. people are willing to put up with in terms of the size of airplane seats. Hmm. Uh, as there seems to be an actual rebellion of some sort. That a little bit later. Also, yeah. my wife started a new antibiotic with the, one of the worst uh, side effects I've ever heard of. Oh, boy. So, uh, maybe that later. Okay. Oh, and Trump's bodyguard said over the weekend that he cl- declined an offer to send five women to Trump's hotel room in 2013 in Moscow.
3: Oh, right. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't surprise anybody, though, does it? Oh, no, no. When I was, I was, gosh, I was just out of school. How old was I, Gladys? Do you remember? Yep, I was just twenty-two years old. When...
1: A little old for Roy Moore, but
3: I was uh... <laughs> well, and I'm a fella. Um, but we were, uh we were traveling for a business. We worked. I worked at an agency that booked conventions and managed them and that sort of thing. And um, my boss said to me. Now, look some of these place I can't remember if he was talking about facilities or, or uh I better say that, but he said, "Listen, you might get somebody saying, "Listen, uh would you like a little company tonight? Would you like me to send a girl up to your room or a couple of girls Do you want anything you'd enjoy a uh, partying or whatever He said they might offer you chicks and cocaine and whatever he said just be aware that that sort of thing can be coming and you want to stay the hell away from and any he of that. You say,
1: "Isn't that awesome?"
3: I'm, I'm sorry, you're he's... breaking up at the end. It sounded like you said I should stay away from <laughs> <that>? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> sorry, going so, into a tunnel. I no, didn't hear that last part. So, as you can see, they're going to love this job. No, or, or no, what was he the...
3: was no. He was a very ethical guy, and okay. he just he wanted me to know that no freaking way. He said, "They're trying to get you. They're trying to hook you. Don't that's, let them." That's what I would assume. Well, maybe I'm too. Uh... I might have assumed that and gone ahead, but um... <laughs> this job ain't that great anyway. So yeah, the we'll idea that <laughs> the idea that the guy yeah, who exactly. directs a, a giant I- international hottie pageant might have you know the uh, the Moscow uh, bed and breakfast, uh, uh, you host here, we uh, help you out, you get five girls. I mean, that's not the least bit shocking.
1: There was an obvious hooker, I think, coming on to me at the hotel I stayed at in Moscow. And because I don't speak Russian,
3: obvious hookers is my new. Uh, we're kind of we're like the killers, except a little heavier.
1: I mean, she was kind of over the top, dressed as a as a prostitute. There hanging around the completely empty restaurant bar uh, as I walked to the into the hotel room. But uh, I thought,
2: who would who would
1: possibly have the 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 Kahane's to risk that? Even if morally you're okay with it, just some random Moscow. Oh. prostitute in your room mm. don't you just don't you just assume you end up chained to your bed with none of your possessions or something don't or, you just assume that would happen or if-
3: she leaves the door ajar and her boyfriend sergey comes in with a pipe wrench or
1: whatever whatever <laughs> Or you're now a slave working in the salt mines and who knows what? It's just I Jeez. didn't even I never for a second thought, well, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, but now think of the
3: vacation story you have to tell to your friends. That's gotta oh, be geez. worth something, right? Where have <laughs> you been, Jack? Well, I've been enslaved for the last three years in a salt mine. A what?
1: Because I said yes to an obvious
3: whore. Well, things we could be talking about, maybe should be talking about the UCLA basketball players accused of a shoplifting spree in China are gonna be detained for a while. We could could be talking about the incredible waste of taxpayer money that is various light rail systems and transit systems even as cities are talking about expanding them and growing them nobody freaking rides i want to hear that oh it's so good maybe prime time tomorrow but um and and there are many multiples the expense of a damned bus which people have the tendency to ride Here, here here's something that's like a bus but is way, way more expensive, and can only go on one route. <laughs> Let's invest billions of dollars in that. It's just, it's inane when you think about it, but, so we'll get to that. But what we're going to do now, because we have to have priorities, is do what we do best. We are a show that plays tape of people yelling at bears. Now, we have a couple of favorites through the years. Uh, naturally, uh, sitting atop the Mount Olympus of people yelling at bears, is kayak girl do we have her ready there there bear! you're breaking it you're breaking my kayak and uh is there do we have more of that or she's so delightful she, i could uh, listen to that voice stop there it's the end of september why are you here you're <gasps> supposed to be asleep oh boy oh boy
1: Tried to appeal to his sense of seasons.
3: <laughs> right. First she tries a moralistic approach, <laughs> then a logistical approach. This
1: yeah. is your normal time to hibernate. Yes. And the the, the funniest part about that video is where it, initially the bear is approaching her. She uses bear mace, as you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. And then it seems to be as a, a payback that you just bear maced me? I'm going to go jump up and down on your kayak. <laughs> Did you
3: just spray me? I'm going to eat your damn kayak. It's so- late
1: September, bear.
3: <laughs> oh that that whole tape is just priceless but uh, so she sits atop mount olympus ahead by a nose of the tough old california marine who had a bear clamber into his home or something
0: and i raised both hands in the air and i cussed at him yeah get out of your <laughs> you yeah know? and he looked at me like go f yourself
1: <laughs> that was the, the bear look he gave me.
0: <laughs> and then he
2: said, get.
3: Get. That's a, you may uh, notice that from the uh, our end of the, the show tapes that we play. Uh, that's the same guy. Well, we have uh, allegedly, according to Jeff, uh, a homeowner talking to a bear that's worthy of inclusion in the Hall of Fame. This is uh, people in Louisiana, a couple of, what, cubs who wandered into yeah, the backyard yeah. or something? All right, what do we have? All right, you guys got to get out. Come on. Come on, you got to get out, bear. Come on. Hey. Come on, out. Boy, well, you do have the commonality of thinking bears speak English. <laughs> that seems to be so popular among people. I speak Russian. You know, is there more to that, Sean? Uh, that's the only one of that guy, and then this is another person from that same story. Okay. You guys,
0: what were you doing in my house today?
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> Granny also trying to reason with the wild beast. You know, I see this a lot, and I may hurt a few feelings here. I see it a lot. People seriously talking to their dogs. Go go away from here. We cannot have you in this room. Go to your bed now. I need you to go. And, and their dog's looking at him like, I'm an effing dog, lady. I, I'm not gifted with speech, and 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 people seem uh, just pissed that their dog is not listening to them talking. To, what is the matter with you people? Read a book, no, a magazine, no, a postcard about what dogs do and do not understand. Stop speaking to your dog. Teach it like half a dozen commands and practice. There you go. I just taught you how to train a dog. It took five seconds. Now it's- so that was that was kind of charming. And I like the fact that they were speaking to the bear in full sentences. Uh, bears, I really need. I like the guy. Play the guy again. Do we have him? All right, you guys got to get out. Come on, come on. You got to get out, bear. Come on, hey, hey, come you might you, out. You're not paying attention to me. I really, I really need you to leave now. So for sheer, what the hell are you trying to doishness? It's good, but it's not. It's just not impassioned.
0: They're not angry enough,
3: right? Or 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 freaked out enough. Yeah. Just. It sounds like they're talking to their accountant. I really got to make it across town, so uh, we got to wrap this up.
1: We got a couple of texts from people who want to know uh, how they get that job you mentioned you had when you were younger. Asking for a friend, they said. Oh. The job where you're likely to be plied with drugs and hookers. Well,
2: you wouldn't <laughs> like to pay much. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? And may have hit a tipping point. Yet another woman accusing Senate candidate Roy Moore of sexual assault when she was a teen. You got the Army lowering the bar for new recruits and former 49er Cullen Kaepernick named Citizen of the Year. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinea.
3: I would point out that the way or the uh, specifics behind the Army lowering their standards is incredibly chilling in the wake of the recent church shooting it's inexplicable it's astonishing
1: yeah we'll tell you about that coming up on the armstrong and getty show
0: sometimes you're better off dead there's a gun in your hand that's pointing at your head you think you're mad too unstable kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a west end town
1: Yeah, a study shows if you're a woman and you have a heart attack on the street, uh, you're less likely to have some bystander give you CPR, and they think it's because people are uncomfortable. Men are, well, anybody, but men particularly be uncomfortable with uh, pushing on a woman's chest. They don't know.
3: Wow. Which I could see. Yeah, I could see that. I'd hope I'd get by that, but, well, I'm not touching her boobs. I guess she's going to die. I mean, if you think about it, it's it's, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're not anyway. Really. Really. Um, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
2: Well, about an hour ago, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters that Roy Moore should remove himself from next month's Alabama Senate runoff election. McConnell telling reporters he believes the women who have accused Moore of inappropriate conduct. McConnell going on to say Republicans are now looking at launching a write-in campaign in Alabama. Well, they got no choice. Then, it's the
1: only option that exists, I think.
2: Yeah, then minutes after uh, McConnell spoke, the news broke that a new accuser is going to be stepping forward, claiming that Roy Moore sexually assaulted her when she was a minor. The unidentified woman's going to be appearing at a press conference later today with celebrity lawyer Gloria Allred to level the salacious charge. Allred statement about the case and about the announcement, quote, the new accuser wishes to state what she alleges Roy Moore did to her without her consent
1: it's pretty interesting that he's had a pretty uh he said the other day he's the most investigated person in america i think that's a bit of a stretch but he has had a lot of contentious uh you know stories in his life and campaigns and run-ins and that sort of stuff Mm -hmm, it's interesting that all this stayed quiet till now
2: new report about the army facing the challenge of recruiting eighty thousand new soldiers by september of next year has opened the door to people with mental health issues that would have prevented them from signing up in the past. Oh, boy. Now, according to the documents obtained by USA Today, the Army is now going to consider granting waivers to people with a history of depression, bipolar, drug and alcohol abuse, and self-mutilation. The Army is saying it's now possible to expand the waivers because the military has greater access to medical records and other information on potential recruits, allowing the military to consider applicants as what they call a whole person.
1: So are they desperate for recruits? Is that what's They're going on They're having here?
3: trouble getting enough people, yeah, reaching their goals. But in the wake of the, the church shooting by an angry, violent former service member who the service did everything wrong in terms of, you know, preventing him from getting guns and bringing him to justice and the rest of it, just couldn't have been worse at it. Now they're going to let in more people with mental health problems? Nice timing.
1: Did you read the profile of the scumbag's life they had in the Times over the weekend? Mm -hmm. His whole life, everybody he's interacted with practically his entire life says, yeah, he seemed like the kind of guy that was going to do that. We always thought he'd do something like that. At
3: every juncture, in every experience, he was an angry, violent loser. That's just amazing we can't do something about that. Yeah,
1: society's got to come up with a way. At the very least, to keep the guy who's lived a life like that, violence and mayhem toward everybody his whole life from buying a gun legally.
3: You know, some people might say, well, he just get an illegal gun. Give him one more hurdle. Yeah. Give him one more hurdle.
2: Free agent uh, quarterback Colin Kaepernick has been named GQ magazine citizen of the year for his activism. There is the cover of the... Oh, he's rocking the big fro. Oh, yeah. Big fro. I mean seriously. Of GQ. He looks like
3: Shaft in nineteen in the, the early seventies. He's got the black turtleneck with a
2: like medallion, a sports coat, and a big old fro. Yep.
3: That is some
1: hair. I wish I had hair like that. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
2: Kaepernick began kneeling instead of standing during the national anthem I last hadn't season. Heard that. Uh, protesting racial how inequality. People, how and people pol- react to that, Marshall? <laughs> well, pol- badly, what? <laughs> and police brutality. <laughs> anyway, Kaepernick says on Twitter he's, he's honored by the recognition. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. Uh, I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West.
3: GQ, that's like 220 pages of perfume ads, right? They've (laughs) recognized me as the citizen of the year. Well, fantastic. Or clothes you'd never buy
1: unless you have $10 million. (laughs) Right, exactly.
3: (laughs) Here's a pair of socks. It costs $50,000. Here's a plain white t-shirt, $385. (laughs) Yeah! I guess some of you buy that Uh, stuff. Good for you. Happy for you.
1: So here's a uh, side effect to a drug my wife came across last night. Wait, We found it amusing. Among other things, coming up with the petering out. That's the end of the show, where we just kind of whip toward the finish line. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I
0: played my and I didn't it ain't that hard when you got This is my Somewhere I heard that life is a test. I've been through the world. And we've been talking about the whole sexual harassment stuff that's been going on and look here, okay guys, fellas, I got a tip for y'all. I like to call it Tiffany's tips. It's a tip tip. Listen, fellas. Listen. Okay? If you got your thing thing out, and she got all her clothes on, you're wrong. You're
3: in the
0: wrong. Pretty
1: good rule of thumb. That's probably uh, going to be the case 99% of the time.
3: Uh, yeah, 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 so yeah. With that. Uh, also pervin on girls. God, what is it with you people? I, I, Were you brought up with no respect for women I, whatsoever? It, it, I don't know. Well, you got to
1: control yourself, but it's clearly a, a, a weird compulsion that, like, those of us who don't
3: have it just don't understand it at all. Yeah, well, true that. Yeah, I can't um, even imagine how you would cross that line. Oh god.
1: Um uh also on Saturday night live they did a little bit of, about the 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 future of the Democratic Party. It was like an ad and it was, it was
3: interesting because I heard him take a, a real flogging for going hard at old uh, Roy Moore having ignored Harvey Weinstein. Oh, good one. i um, being a little one-sided, so this is refreshing. But
1: this was uh the ancient they they were dressed to look very old and doddering and came off that way as Nancy Pelosi. Uh and uh, Dianne Feinstein, particularly, Laura, along with Charles Schumer. And now a message from the Democratic National Committee.
0: You love us again. And we haven't felt this confidence since the day before Trump won. <laughs> you love our fresh new ideas delivered by fresh new faces like me, Nancy Pelosi. And me, Dianne Feinstein. <laughs> and me, Chuck Schumer. And your Tim King. <laughs> And I'm team player Donna Brazil. And we also have some great new leaders waiting in the wings, like hot young thing Elizabeth Warren. And also, that's right,
2: it's Biden time.
0: <laughs> and I'm still around, too.
3: And together,
0: we're going to end the spirit of divisiveness in this country by focusing on how we won the governor's races in two of the ten states we care about. <laughs>
3: That's wow. good. That is good.
1: Uh, we just mentioned the it's a headline in USA Today today. Their big story: Army eases mental health rules for taking in recruits. That uh, just it's hard to imagine how that would possibly be good on the face of it. And it's because they're having trouble getting enough recruits. Last year they uh, struggled to hit their goal of uh, sixty nine thousand. This year the goal is eighty thousand new soldiers, and um, so they're lowering their standards. Also got this article out today about uh, the empty cockpit syndrome that they've got in the, the Air Force and the Navy, where they don't have enough pilots and can't keep the ones they have. The airlines just keep paying more money. They offer a much better lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So pilots, even if you get them to join, they leave for for more money and not moving all over the place and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh we're, we're gonna well, have to plus, fix I this. hear the
3: planes, they got no parts. There are no spare parts. There, we have a, a bit of a a, a paper tiger um, military in that a lot of the stuff is not field ready. At least that's what I hear.
1: But there are military... I've been saying this for years, especially since the VA scandal broke a couple of years ago. There are military families. Uh, there, there aren't very many of them, but there are military families and there are non-military families. And if you're a military family, you're like... Me, where my brother and my dad were both in the military. You've got the same situation in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're probably non-military family where you got nobody's been in the military, any generation. Um, and probably the,
3: since WW2.
1: And the military families, it'd be pretty hard at some point not to say to your son, even though, you know, dad and brother and everybody else has been in the military, you know what, they tell you you're going to get health care and all these different things, and then they screw you. So you might want to think that over before you join. That's going to happen at some point. It might be happening already. They lie to you and screw you. They've always lied to you and screwed you. Always. Yeah. It's always been that way. Since but, the Revolutionary War, honestly. But, but it's really over the top now. Yeah. And they've and it doesn't appear they're making much of an effort. This might not be the military's fault. It's just your government in general. Mm-hmm. Much of an effort to fix that whole VA thing.
3: Yeah. My dad actually said something fairly similar to that. It was a little bit more subtle than that when I was a teenager, but it made a real impression on me. He must have forgotten that lecture. My brother ignored him, and he went ahead and joined up. But, but you can only screw people so much for
1: so long right? before you're going to have trouble getting people to join up. Those yeah. military families are going to think, you know what, it ain't worth it anymore.
3: Listen, if you want some young m- person who struggled with bipolar disorder, maybe cut themselves a little bit, and you think it's okay to, to bring them into the military, you know, if they're going to be in charge of, like, shipping or... or you know, some personnel, you know, procedures or, or or, or making sure there's enough turkey for Thanksgiving. Okay, but please don't give them infantry training. Let's not make these people comfortable with killing. Let's not train them to kill. Good Lord. this God, the timing of this is a nightmare.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Oy. So you had a crazy person who there are quotes from people that were in the Air Force with the scumbag saying... I was just afraid he's going to come back and shoot up the place. Right. So you thought that about this guy, and then booted him out of the military. Didn't tell anybody about it. Didn't fill out any of the paperwork to keep him from getting a gun. And now you say you're, now you're saying you're lowering the standards for mental health. Right. Yeah. Right. Good. Good timing on this story.
3: Well, and there will be an investigation. There is an investigation. I'm sure it will yield just beautifully accurate and insightful results. Maybe you saw 60 Minutes last night. They're looking into a friendly fire incident that appeared to be very badly investigated. Um, so, yeah, not great. Not a lot of faith in that process. And now, final thoughts from Armstrong and Getty. Thank you, old man, from Monopoly or something. <laughs> Let's get a
2: final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I was just sitting here thinking we're about a week away from Thanksgiving, so I'm going to have to... Are we where... really? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, get the uh, turkey and the Chardonnay uh, in order and uh, get my uh, plans uh, laid out. And anyway, it's amazing how quickly this year has gone by. Fantastic. Thank Trump.
3: (laughs) Thank Trump. What? Michelangelo, final thought? Uh, Yeah, I mentioned this
2: morning that I went to a symphony to add culture to my life. And so I'm going to add some more culture this weekend. I'll be doing vaudeville, maybe some waltz lessons and watching the best of Lawrence Welk. (laughs)
3: Fantastic. Uh, Positive Sean, final thought. Uh, yeah, I was told
1: that I was going to have a kind of special segment today. I got all this Oh yeah, I got that's all this right. stuff prepped oh, yeah. up. I got all these that's stories right. ready to go. My uh-huh. fan is going to be very upset that we did not get to it. I'm sorry, yes. fan, maybe tomorrow. We need to be reminded of these things. Well,
3: are we trusting the co-hosts to remember that, or do we have producers? What do you do for your paycheck?
1: <laughs> wow. I, uh, I'd have been happy to not do a segment, too.
3: Yeah, are you kidding? That's why I'm mad. I could have
0: worked less.
3: Jack, do you have a final thought?
1: Yes, I do. You know, I mentioned earlier my kids were horrified about the idea of us getting pigs and turning them into bacon. And I'm thinking maybe my kids are a little soft. I'm reminded that Thanksgiving is this next Thursday. Do the math. We're going to get a turkey. I'm going to slaughter it in front of them Thanksgiving
2: morning.
1: I think that's the only way to fix this. Right there in the living room.
3: How are you going to kill it? With your fists? (laughs) Oh, man, uh, my final thought, ah, it would take too long to explain now. Uh, you know, as long as we're talking Thanksgiving, which is coming up, my uh, my little girl, little D, is going to come home for Thanksgiving. I haven't seen her since, I guess, th- end of August. So uh, really looking forward to seeing her. She's a good kid. I'm sure she's, well, she's at college now. She's brought some shame to the family. But as long as she doesn't <laughs> tell me about it, it doesn't count.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence.
3: I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad.
2: The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
3: Thank you, and good night.
0: <laughs> the show's over. What? Bye-bye. If the entire country simultaneously tripped while putting on its underwear and fell face forward into the toilet, got stuck and drowned, it would be considerably less stupid than if that tweet caused a nuclear apocalypse.
3: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.